Hey everybody, just want to do a quick uh, little thing before this episode starts. Uh, this is one of our more sonically juicy episodes. We're we're getting over COVID and that's why we didn't have a um, episode last week. Sorry about that. Um, but thank you for listening this week. recording so that was pretty gross chug chug baby <laughs> howdy folks and welcome back to reading held hostage my name's blue and i love to read my name's justin and do you have the opener ready yeah well i was gonna call my mom she said already because we called her already um just to warn her and she said she doesn't totally remember it but we're just gonna call we're gonna see how she feels okay be funny if she didn't answer this time yeah i feel we feel like a real radio show hey ma you're live on air on reading (laughs) i'm just kidding hi you we're recording now how are you what did you you hear me ma i was just being a dick hi hi what kind of dick were you being i said you're live on air like we were a real radio show (laughs) they're funny but Ooh. I know you already said you don't remember too much, but can you just remember how we made you cry that one time when we went to see Hunger Games in theaters? I do. I very much remember crying. And I don't think I cried in front of you guys. I think I actually dropped you off at the house while holding back my tears. And then Well, we were in Georgia, broke. right? I think we were somewhere. All I know is I got you guys, this is the way I remember it, and you tell me, is that you tickets were, like, sold out forever. I managed to get, like, pre-tickets for the first showing, set of showing or whatever. Yeah. And I took you guys, and I was so excited, and it was a big surprise, and you're spoiled rotten. You're in the car, (laughs) and I wanted to go have dinner first. You guys couldn't decide. You're like, I'm going to get a Chipotle. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to Olive Garden. I'm going to da, 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 da. B, 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 B. And then um, we go to the theater, and I am not a young woman and thought you could just sit wherever you want, but we didn't have seats, so we had to sit in the first row. Mm-hmm. That I remember clearly. I remember over on the right-hand side, and I was like, yep. I can't see because I didn't have glasses at that point in time yeah and so here was this whole special lovely evening for my angels and you guys were flipping mean as shit to me (laughs) yeah I was sitting next to you I remember Um, well whoever went it couldn't have been you because you're not the meanest but I, no, no, it was, was me. I was the meanest was, at this point, Ma. Oh, I know. And I was either you or Faith, because he's been, um, I don't want to say he's done talk to me, anybody. He <laughs> don't love me that much. But whoever it was was like, stop asking questions. You're ruining the movie. And I'm, like, me. <laughs> I'm like, how about piss off? So here I no, am playing this that. like magic fairy death 
event for my sweet girls and you guys didn't care nothing about it. You didn't appreciate it. And you were mean to me and made me cry. Yes. That's what I remember. I remember you not crying. Cause I was the one who was really mean to you. Um, cause you I, I tried not fucking to cry. I remember. No, no. I rem- yeah. I remember, I remember you not crying. Mm-hmm. But I remember immediately afterwards, like, you know, cause when you're a kid, cause I was what? 12 to 13 when this right. came out. So that's like peak childhood dickhead. Um, and oh, are you, you trying just trying to give yourself fuck- an excuse? No, but you just kept fucking asking questions. <laughs> you wouldn't you're stop. And I was like, stop. <laughs> Which I've well, never not experienced with Jamie my head was like watching a, a 90 movie. 90 degree angle. I'm looking up at the ceiling. I'm just looking up at a straight screen. I can't even see what's going on. And you guys had all read the books and. We're in the know, and we're my smart little smart asses, and I didn't even know what the movie was about. Well, now you're the biggest Hunger Games fan out there, right, Ma? I am. I am a Hunger Games fan, and I'm Team Justin. But um, yes, I would agree that I'm a fan. All right. Well, thank you, Ma, for telling the story. I'm sorry that my 13 year old self made you cry. Um, yeah. And probably, I guarantee Faye was super fucking mean that day too. But no, I know I'm the one who was mean. Yeah, both of you were assholes. I don't even know why. And I and I remember I remember distinctly trying not cry. And yeah. I I even think that the universe I wanted to I think it was before the cruise. Because yeah, I was it was doing, right before the cruise. Yes. I was doing We were in Georgia. In Atlanta. Uh-huh. I did business. You guys spent a whole bunch of room service money. I came home to spoil you with this movie. You were dickheads. You made me cry. And then we went on a cruise. But that cruise, you have one of your best memories ever on. Uh huh. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you, Ma. <laughs> I love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what was the best memory on the cruise? Um, the best memory on the cruise was, um, do you know how she always talks about, um, the recording where Faith is like talking to me and telling me to shut up. No. Basically there's this recording where it's on the, in the Bahamas on the cruise. And if you've ever been on a cruise, they're just like these fucking tight packed, absolutely just disgusting rooms. And so like Faye Beast and I were all in there and then ma and it's night and out of nowhere, Faith goes, we're going to sing. And we start singing and basically just like the whole thing was super fucking weird but like i'll be like singing i'm like bah and then face like blue you're literally so bad right now you're so terrible like you've <laughs> got to stop singing right this fucking second damn you sing like shit dog literally and then she's like all right one two three and then like we'd start again and she's like oh my god blue and so it's just <laughs> it's honestly 45 minutes of that and it's my one of my mom's favorite um things so That's that good. was the story of how we made her cry I, I remember she again she didn't cry in front of me but i remember be, like i was so mean i was like i think i just made my mom cry yeah which is pretty fucked hey james love you uh, jamie james oh um God. she has so many questions so many questions and uh, it was the premiere you're, yeah. of catching fire <laughs> Not not the like not my top choice for someone to watch a movie with. I have also been told I'm not people's top choice to watch a movie with because I do tend to talk yeah. through the whole fucking thing. Um, so like mother, like daughter. But it was the fucking premiere. Yeah. But I was 13, so I am 
I did apologize to her because I was, I remember being like, I think I made my mom cry. <laughs> it was so horrible. But all right. Are you ready to hop into Catching Fire? Yeah. New book, baby. Tell me what happened last time. We finished the other book. How Let's did it go. End? How did it end? Um, You know how it ended. Uh, they did, they did the berries mm. and they realized that this is full life now. It was not very smart to do that. Yeah. You're in this for life. No, Justin, I said very smart like a pun. Very. Like very. Um, all right. So, Catching Fire. Are you good? Our cats are in a mood today. Cat time. Um, and yes, everybody, we will be having Alfredo yet again. I think this is our third recording where we're going to have Alfredo again. Have we talked about the Alfredo before? Yeah, we have. I was re-listening to some of the older episodes. Um, you listen to this shit? I do, actually. Just to see how we... You don't? <laughs> you don't give our podcast views? Which reminds me, we passed 400 listens, which yeah. is pretty good. Again, we're not supposed to talk about listens, but who cares? We did really good. I'm happy that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's okay. really fun. It is really fun. You really like it, so we should do more Worry Cats. No, I didn't say that. That's kind of exactly what I heard. So. You need, need to find a new co-host if we do Warrior Stop. Cats again. Face friend Maria and my friend by proxy said she would do Warrior Cats with me. Oh, thank God. Okay. So this book is split into three parts like the last time. Um, part one is called The Spark. Mm-hmm. So we already discussed how I think Katniss is a big brat. But she had some growth last last book. Ish. Um. So the fun thing about us getting into the Hunger Games book. Yeah. Is that instead we got COVID. Yeah. That, that was really fun. We took a little break. Yeah. Didn't come back that night. Uh-uh. Which sometimes we do. Sometimes happens. Sometimes you get COVID? And sometimes you get COVID for a week. <laughs> yeah, so it's been like what a week since we recorded that first part. Not that anybody on the online would know that. Well, we, sometimes we we like to be transparent about this podcast like the Russian government. Yeah, they're so transparent. So that's a really good point, and I hadn't thought of it that way before, but now I am. Yeah. And I am actually ready to get into it. To hop into it. Oh, hop into it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, f- I messed up our first t shirt. <laughs> our first t shirt, yeah. Let's uh-huh. hop into it. And let's. Oh, wait, my nails aren't long enough to crack this. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> I have anxiety and therefore cannot keep my nails very long. Just gotta figure out how to. Got it. This is a clean restart. <laughs> a clean restart. They don't know. All right. Are you drinking anything fun tonight? Um, Gatorade? Gatorade. Okay. I'm drinking a strawberry margarita from Cayman Jacks. <laughs> All right. Chapter one. I really like this book. And I really like the um, anti-Gale discourse I'm seeing on the internet a lot. Yeah. On TikTok. He's a fucking asshole. That, can we talk about the bomb? Because I want to talk about the bomb. Already? Yeah. Um. Okay. For everybody who hasn't listened or heard Mockingjay, anything about Mockingjay, skip like five minutes in advance because I can tell just Justin's going to be like pretty into this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can talk about the bomb. All right. Tell me about the bomb. So, the bomb is... It, My nickname. It, it explodes first. Okay. And then... Waits. It's like a cluster bomb too, right? I don't know what a cluster bomb is. A cluster bomb is like 
a bomb they huck out of a plane and shotguns into a billion bombs. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Which is already against... Cluster bombs are against Geneva Convention. Okay. And, like, regular war rules. Yeah. But then it explodes and then stops Mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. Like, you know, until rescuers get there. Yeah. And medics. Mm Mm-hmm. And then goes off again. Yeah. Is that all you wanted to say? That's like 50 war crimes in one go. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Like. I'm not going to say anything about it because I have a lot of opinions about it. And we should wait till we get to there. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So we're back (laughs) with regular book Catching Fire. All right. There so, better not be a epilogue or what is it? No, there's not. Um, and I already did like the whole, this is how society works. So Yeah. Um, at this point, we're starting book one or book two, chapter one. Katniss is vibing in the woods, ignoring the fact that today is the day her victory tour starts. Um, and it's basically just six months after the actual Hunger Games. Um, to relive everything so like victors can't forget and capital people can't get bored she begrudgingly gets up and starts to hunt even though she's just been like vibing for three hours and hasn't done anything and gail's also no longer at her side during this point because he's turned 18 and he's now expected to work six days in the coal mine on 12-hour shifts. Jesus Christ. So, you know, her family obviously no longer wants for anything because they are victors. She gets unlimited money and stuff like that. But Gail's family needs f- fresh food, and she's, like, bored as shit. So yeah, it's, it's good for her. She thinks about Gail and how he must be absolutely suffocating in the mines because... Um, of the coal dust? Well, that... I mean, like, she's, like, metaphorically suffocating. Oh. <laughs> He's literally. Not the important suffocating. No, he is literally is suffocating. going on. Um, Him developing black lung. Uh-huh. Um, but how he's, like, only alive outside. Um, so she's, like, he must be dying in there. And how now they only get Sundays together. And she's, like, it's just too much to think about. And she starts to hunt. And she goes through her hunting stuff. She gets the snares and she's amazed at the snares. A lot of this is like her inner thoughts. Because again, she's portrayed a lot more mentally ill in this book and Mockingjay. Because she is mentally ill. What kind of like mentally ill? PTSD. PTSD. um, Mostly like the, oh my god, that's sweet. The anxieties, the um, overthinking, also like... The slow slowness of thought, mm. how there is just a lot more processing that she does. Okay. Um, I feel like in the first book, it was very quick. It was like, Gail's not here. That sucks. But yeah. now it's like, Gail's not here. And that like kind of cascades her and takes her a little bit more to. Catastrophizing. Yeah, she catastrophizes, but in a slow manner because it takes her a long time to get from point A to point B, which isn't bad. It's just when she's at her trigger points. Like probably from the brain damage. From the explosion, the massive explosion. The massive probably. explosion and like the malnutrition. Yeah, yeah. All the fun things. Um, where was I? Now you've lost me. The fence is obviously not electric electrified. She goes to her old house in the Victor's village because technically it is their her mom and Prim's like legal dwelling, but they they live with her. She's like, well, fuck that. 
And she also goes to Gail's house where his mother Hazel is to give her like the the catch. Hazel. Hazel is a queen. So when um her pa died, Katniss's dad, Gail's dad also died. So Hazel's husband. And yeah, didn't like nine people die? Uh, yeah, I think when it was they... nine or twelve. Something. It was a pretty good chunk of yeah. folks. And she was already living with three boys. Um, three young boys. Gail was the oldest at 14. Yeah. And I think her younger kids were like, I'm going to say six and five, six and four. And she was pregnant only weeks away from giving birth. That's not great. No. And Gail was 14 and he took over. He like started doing tesserae and he started hunting. But like she didn't give up like Katniss's mom did. Mm-hmm. Again, because of depression. Her, mental, her own mental illness. Yeah. But she threw herself into work, like, cleaning clothes just a week after giving birth. So she's mm. like, fuck yeah, we love you, Hazel. And even though Gail won't take, like, handouts or money or anything, she Hazel kind of does. Like, I mean, not like she's not like, give me your money. She understands the situation. Like, if Katniss is like, hey, can you take these, like, will you take these coins? I need you to survive. She's not like, no, like, my pride's more important. Like, yeah, she's yeah. like, I have four kids. She, yeah. I need to She's alive. realistic. Yeah. She's and, like, and, and she knows that Katniss isn't yeah. giving it to her out of pity. Yeah, she's not begging for it, Mm-mm. but she will take it because that's I'm realistic. not going to say no to free money. Oh, f- oh my God. <laughs> um, Hazel makes a comment about Gail that makes her kind of embarrassed. Like, Katniss was like, oh, maybe I'll take, you know, one of the kids into the woods to teach him how to hunt. And she's like, yeah, Gail's always meaning to do that on his Sundays, but he likes to save his Sundays for you. And she, Katniss is like, oh, my God. <laughs> but you know today's the day that the love game between her and Peta has to step it up so she's like fuck yeah and but he's not gonna understand because i literally why would she be trying to survive right now one of the things that i saw about gail on tiktok that just like made me laugh so much was like um how the hunger games was okay i got it sorry okay. <laughs> that was a big... we also have covid brain um it said something like how the Hunger Games was like this weirdest dystopia and then how like we brought it as a human society into another second weird dystopia by making it PETA versus Gale mm-hmm. in like real life. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy because even Gale was like in the books. He's supposed to be like a smart anti-capital guy and he can't figure out that Katniss is just trying to be alive. Yeah. It's like he's... He's, like, one of those people that's anti-capitalist while not knowing how capitalism works. Yeah, and it's like, well, you can't do that and be this. And he's like, well, I'm anti-government. And it's like, well, Gail, yeah, I get that. But then, like, why do you hate Katniss for what she did to survive? Yeah. How does that make sense? So, anyways. She goes to the hob. Katniss goes to the hob. And that's, like, the black market. (laughs) Distributes her wealth. And I was re-listening to our first couple episodes. And I realized I called the woman in the hob... Madge, but her name is Greasy Say. A little bit different. <laughs> I know. I don't know how I got it mixed up. Uh, but Madge is the mayor's daughter who gave Katniss her pin. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So the reason the mayor knew her. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was a different. But Greasy Say is the one who works in the hob. Yeah. And two co- different names. I don't know how that happened. Um. But, yeah, so she distributes her wealth. You know, she buys a bunch of shit and gives coins out. Because apparently during the games, Greasy Say started up a collection for Pete and her to provide them gifts. And, like, Katniss knows just how expensive that is. Yeah. 
Again, we were talking like yacht money. Like literally. Insane. She also makes sure to buy white liquor from the woman who makes white liquor. Her name is Ripper and she's only got one arm. Moonshine. Yeah, to keep Hamish from going into a withdrawal, which he did a few weeks ago, and he was like withdrawal is bad, especially when you've been an alcoholic for twenty five plus years. Yeah. With I mean no chemical addiction at that level from alcohol is deadly. Yeah, so the headpiecer piece. I, I can tell you really like that margarita. It's that like tra- so fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the head peacekeeper is also there buying liquor. His name is Cray. He's not a very good peacekeeper. <laughs> he's Cray. Uh, obviously not a very good peacekeeper, considering like he's, he's in the, in black, the black market, market walking <laughs> buying around buying liquor, which is illegal. But um, he's like, Kenny, you shouldn't be drinking that. That's too heavy for you. She's like, it's not for me. Um, anyways, she buys food from Greasy Say and jokes with a young peacekeeper named Darius. And this is where we learn that, um, this is where we learn that when Katniss was still in the games in the top eight, I think, reporters came back to do personal stories on the two kids from District 12 who made it into the top eight. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, you need to talk to Gail. Oh, you need to talk to Gail. And the Capitol's kind of like, yo, that doesn't look good. So Gail's your cousin now. So <laughs> you're now related <laughs> to Gail. Yeah, because they Kiss couldn't- him. On TV, weirdo. <laughs> well, they couldn't portray because uh, Gail's strikingly handsome, even in the yeah. mo- in the books. And they couldn't portray this handsome man as not her cousin when they're trying to sell the Starcrest lover thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <coughs> on their survival now too. Like, yeah, they need them to look like Starcrest yeah. lovers, or they look stupid. And they kind of do look stupid, anyways. But yeah. So the whole district is, like, aware that they're not siblings, but, like, you know, they're like, you need to go back to your cousin. She's like, not my fucking cousin. Not your fucking cousin? Sweet home <laughs> She stops Alabama. by Hamish's house, which is fucking nasty. He doesn't let anybody clean it. It's so fucking gross. Um, and I've lost my place. I bet that is super um, a form of him punishing himself for living how he lives. I would agree. Um, that just feel you know that feeling (laughs) yeah and nobody cleans it so she wakes him up with a pot of cold water because he prefers to sleep during the day um because night Uh, is yeah it's just how he prefers and he has a knife he sleeps with but he can't use it and he like wakes her up he's like what fuck you waking me up with water and then she's like if you wanted kindness you should have asked Peta." and Peta comes in and he's like ask me what (laughs) he's like uh I did ask for kindness. <laughs> and she notes his limp is barely noticeable anymore from That's the cool. fact that he lost his leg. Yeah. Eh, Again, that is so, like, interesting to me that, that they, they would take that, that out. out. It's like he's always wearing pants. You literally didn't even have to CGI it. Like, I don't know. Like, that, I feel like that makes Peter a more interesting character. Yeah, of, it just like, adds a little... A little spice. Well, you're no. always kind of like thinking like, oh my God, he's doing all this stuff and he's got a prosthetic. Like he actually was injured physically and mentally. Because they take away all the physical reminders of them being in. Yeah. It's crazy to me the that you could have made him a really cool like mm-hmm. amputee way yeah. before anybody was yeah. being aware of people with. Uh, Differing abilities. Yes. And just didn't. Yeah. And it's not even like you had to make it like, per- like they don't even make it priority number one in the book. Like their Katniss is just like, Oh, Peter's well, yeah, here. They're... I haven't seen him in a while. He looks good. And his limp is fine. Yeah. Easy. 
Like, all you have to do is, like, make him wear a CGI shoe so it looks like a fake foot. And then you have um, some good representation of someone not letting uh, that slow them down Mm -hmm. in an apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just interesting. She mentions it. Um, This is also the first time her and Peta have talked in a while, and it's very formal and awkward. Like, they have been since since Peta found out that Katniss was just kind of playing him for the games. Um, Weird that he... I felt like he knew. Yeah. I think he just really hoped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he knew, but he's also a boy. Yeah, he's just a kid. How old is he? They're both 16. Okay. Uh, Actually, yeah. Okay, yeah, they're 16. They go in, Katniss goes into the game and him go into the game at 17. And then about in the third book, they're about 18. Okay. Um, she heads home and her mother's being like really strange. And she's like, oh, Katniss, how is your walk? And in her brain, she's like, I wasn't on a fucking walk. I was hunting. And then she's like, what? And then like, she sees a man from the Capitol and she's like, oh my God, something's up. Yeah. You know. The obvious, hey, there's someone in the house. (laughs) Yeah. But again, like, it takes her a minute because she does have that extra step that she has to take now, like, that she has been, she's no longer mentally fully where she was. Um, Then she's, like, ushered in her own house, and she's expecting, like, center or something, but she enters the study, which she doesn't really go into often, and she's surprised to smell blood and roses and see President Snow. Blood and roses? The band? Yeah, Blood and Roses. What do you, My favorite. What, what what scent do you think they give off? Blood and Roses? Um, probably lots of weed. Lots of weed? Yeah. Lots of weed, lots of sweat. Okay, I'm going. They're sweaty boys. Chapter two. Um, Katniss is like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> He's not supposed to be here. He hates me. And she's like, something is clearly very wrong. Immediately, they're like, President oh, Snow. Oh, you gotta get serious for this part. Me? Yeah. No, my mic wasn't she changed picking up. Her, she changed her stance for this sentence. My mic wasn't picking up. Um, but this is, I, I like this, because they agree immediately that he's like, don't lie to me, I won't lie to you. And she's like, all right, works for me. Yep. And, you know, I love in books when characters kind of pick something to hyper-focus on. And so she starts hyper-focusing on his lips. And she's like, I'm surprised that he even has lips. Because I was expecting snake lips. Yeah. And here they are but surgically altered. Here they are so juicy and kissable. Ew. What? He then threatens her family and makes it clear that he knows Gail is not her cousin. And he tells her there's a problem that started when she pulled out the berries. And that the head game maker should have blown them to dust. Um, and at this point, it's clear that the previous game maker Seneca Crane has been executed because of this, because of letting her and Peter live. Yeah. yeah. And all she can think about this whole time is his lips and how he smells of roses and blood. And she can't figure out where it's coming from. How did they not plan for that though? How would they have? I know. I just, it feels like if that's the case and you know, you're going to take it away, what's going to be the recoil? Yeah. I don't know. But the president monologues about how the uh, how her rebellion as picking up the berries as a girl from District 12 started an uprising, uprising leads to revolt and blah, blah, blah. 
And her response is just kind of like, well, the system must be very fragile if a handful of berries can take it down. And he's like, it is. Yeah. You're right. And she's like, I fucking got him. And he's like, no, you're completely fucking correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like a question. And she's like, can you just kill me now? Like, why are you playing this game with me? And he's like, you, would you believe it if you saw, like, if you died, would you believe it? Yeah. That- as a as a consumer of his game, I guess. Yeah. Oh, she slipped and fell off a cliff. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. And President Snow, he's like, I can see through your little game on loving PETA and about Gail. And they talk about Gail a little bit, which makes her realize that President Snow in the Capitol knows about the kiss that they shared once. It was a while back when she got home. It was out in the woods. And she never told anybody. And they immediately went back to pretending they were normal, her and Gail. Basically, he just kissed her and was like, I just had to do that once. In the movie, doesn't... um... Katniss run up and kiss him in the middle of everything? Is that what you're talking about? No, doesn't he have a video with the president? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because in the the movie, she runs up to Gail and kisses him as he's coming out of the mines with everybody around him. But in in the in the movie they portray Katniss as loving Gail a lot more quicker mm. but what actually happens is Gail knew that he loved her before she left and that's why he's so extra pissy mm-hmm. so when they came back he just you know they did their day and as they were going back through the fence he kissed her and was like I just had to do that once yeah and they figured that out okay does that make sense yeah so she's worried he's gonna hurt Gail but the president says he's only worried about how Gail would affect her dynamic with PETA and therefore the districts. He's not going to kill Gail willy-nilly. And she's mm-hmm. like, thank fucking God. If you let him be seen with you, he dies. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, everything else is chill. She promises that on the tour, she's going to be in love with PETA. And the president asks her, he's like, convince me that you're in love with him. And then on the way out, he whispers in her ear, I know about the kiss. Which is just so, like, fucking childish of the president I of the United States. I know about your kiss. Katniss and Gail sitting in, in a tree. E-A-T-I-N-G bugs. Okay. Chapter three. She's like, he totally smelled of blood on his breath. That's where the blood was coming from. Cool. He's slurping it down, baby. And she, of course, freaks out because the weight of everything is now, like, on her. She's like, that's fucking awesome. I needed that. Great. (laughs) Awesome. This is great for my mental health, guys. Mental health who? She lies to her mother about why he was there. She's like, oh, it's a secret thing that the presidents do. They just never talk about it. Like, presidents Mm. always come to see the victors. Mm. Um, But they do not. No, they don't. She just doesn't want her ma to freak out. Yeah. Um, And she's like, her mom's like, okay, like. Do you want me to help you take a bath? And she's like, yeah, of course. Because she's been working on mending their relationship and help asking the her bath, mom to help. What? Like, run the bath for her? Yeah. Like, you know okay. how, like, you know, you're like, oh, do you want to take a bath? Do you want me to run it for you? Like, yeah, yeah. as a caring person. So. I thought I thought she, the way you said it made her sound more involved. Like what? Oh, like, do you want me to help you with the bath? Yeah. Well, I mean, she is a little, like, you know, she'll yeah. help. They're not bashful like that. Remember, her mom's a physician. Oh, yeah. And Katniss is grateful to her mother because when they got back from the games, someone like a reporter was like, how do you feel about Katniss and PETA? And um, her mom goes, 
Katniss is not old enough to have a boyfriend. <laughs> Which is, like, such a mom thing to do. Yeah. She, then she's like, who the fuck am I going to tell about the president coming and threatening everybody? And she's like, I got, it's got to be Haymitch. But she also starts to, like, she's just in the bath, like, vibing, freaking out. And she's, like, thinking back to this lake that she used to swim at with her father. And, like, all the good memories. What? Not anymore. No, because he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. She's in the bath and she can hear them arrive. She's like, it's her prep team. And they're all upset with how she looks. They just pop into the bathroom. She's like, yeah, I guess nakedness doesn't exist with them. So come on in. And where am I? They, Venia, I want to say their names because they're way more important in the books than they are in the movie. Mm-hmm. So Venia is upset about her eyebrows. Octavia is about her nails. And Flavius is cur- concerned that somebody touched her hair. <gasps> nobody was allowed to touch her hair. Uh. She's like, nobody has. No, I haven't done shit. And I don't touch. That's why it looks like that. <laughs> I don't dog. do shit, bro. <laughs> they start talking and pretty much all of it is a blur. And what she gets is how lucky they think Katniss is going to be to be a mentor in the quarter quell. Like that it's her first year and that it's such a big year that it's the quarter quell. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. She needs to play up her well, how good she's doing. Well, they don't know that she, they are just like capital folks they don't think anything of it like they yeah. think she's in love with Peta and all that they're like it's gonna you're so lucky that you get to be a mentor for your first year in the quarter quell that is so great does that make sense yeah you're lying it does but i hate it okay and Hamish was the last winner of a quarter quell katniss can't remember his games at all she's like i don't even remember seeing it at school but her mom does she not born yet though they show the relay. Oh, okay. They replay a lot of the, um, like, up to it. They'll yeah. be like, look at this game. You know, it's like watching the news in class, except for it's murder. <laughs> and yearly. Although, I will say, in history class, they did show us the video of JFK getting assassinated. Oh, fuck yeah, Don't dude. fucking do that. Don't fucking do that. Why is that so prevalent? Because, like, you remember the paintings of fucking uh, Abraham Lincoln getting blown off the yeah. balcony? It's like, stop. Okay. Um, her mom, the, the prep team asks her mom to come in to do her hair, which Katniss is like, oh my god, I was kind of an, I'm kind of an asshole to feel so superior to them when they're clearly just super kind. Like, they are so respectful to her mom that she's yeah. like, good. Um, she goes downstairs, Sinna's down there. Shina. It's me, Sinna, Leonard Kravitz. Leonard Kravitz. And he's been preparing her talent because each victor is supposed to have one. And it's something that the victor does after they win because they don't have to go to work or school anymore. So they need like a thing. Yeah. And Peta actually already had one because he can paint really well, but she didn't have any. And basically Cinna has been designing clothes as her talent. Uh. Effie comes in and they, what? Yeah. That's never explained in the movies. Why mm-hmm. the costumes get like more and more in depth and stuff. No, it's because she's like, supposed to be pretending yeah. to have that as her talent yeah um effie comes in they start everything and even prim is there she got home from school early and as katniss watches prim being interviewed she has a ptsd flashback to and she sees rue dying and she's taken out of it immediately by Cinna, who just like dresses her she's still kind of freaking out Mm -hmm. and puts the mocking j pin on her coat so just punches her in the stomach like (laughs) 
Pay attention. Which, don't do that to somebody who has PTSD. <gasps> what? Don't. don't beat people with PTSD. Don't beat anybody. Um, she has her meeting with PETA, and they fall on the ground and kiss, and everything's like a blur as they start getting, like, they just get on the train. She manages to get Hamish to talk off the train, where she tells him the story of President Snow, and his advice is like... He wasn't, she's like, as long as, like, just after the this trip, like, I'll be done. He's like, what the fuck do you mean? It's not the trip. Like, it's your life. Like, this is the rest of your life. You have to love that boy and be happy with him forever. Yeah. And this obviously stretches her out even more. <laughs> she's like, what about Kale? What about my family? What? I'm only 16. She's like, I guess this is the only future that I have to keep my loved ones alive. And it means loving PETA convincingly, which I'm not sure I can do. What? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she also has this discourse going on um, throughout the book when she thinks of either Peter or Gail romantically, where she is like, I think we talked about this last time or one of the times. She's like, I know I don't want to have kids. Like, if they can be put into the Hunger Games, I don't, I can't risk that. Like, yeah. emotionally, like, even before she won, she was like, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So now she's like, if I have to love Peter, what if. They want us to have kids. I can't handle that. What if they go? So, like, all this is on... The weight of the world is on top of this sweet yeah, little girl. And she's just like... <laughs> she's 16. Yeah. Um, Chapter 4. Before Hamish leaves her alone in the train, he's like, you could do a lot worse. She's like, yes, I could. For real. <laughs> she's like, yes, I could, but that's not exactly the point. Yeah. Like, I could do a lot worse than PETA, but it's the fact that I'm forced into the relationship with PETA that's yeah. the issue. Um, There's been worse arranged mar- marriages before. Yeah. But she does spend the whole night thinking about how one of the few freedoms they do have in her district is to marry who they want, but not for her now. And she's worried that, you know, like I was saying, if she's forced to have children, they are going to go into the arena. Yeah. She thinks of Hamish and how he does it all alone. And she probably would have preferred that scenario. Yeah. But then also she's like, trigger, she's like, maybe I should commit on a live or run away. Mm. But no, she's like, now I have to focus because a lot of people's fate is on the line. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just really fuck around with that. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a one and done situation and she... Mm-hmm. She'd be hitting it. Also, I wanted to say, if you had the chance to change your fate, would, would ya? <laughs> oh, I've lost my spot. Um, yeah, okay, so Katniss is awoken by Effie, because she, you know, she has to get to work. Her prep team is getting to work. Like, they're not in the first district they go to, which is District 11, Rue's district. It's not cold anymore, so they have to do, like, a full-body workout on her. And she's, like, pissed. And this is where we learn a little bit more about the victory tour. Typically, it starts in 12 because that's the least cool district and their party fucking sucks. And then it goes in descending order, skipping the victors, the victors district, capital, then back to the victors district. Okay. But now, you know, it's going to go 11 to, to 1, capital, back to 12. Yeah. Not super important, but I don't know. Interesting. Lore. Interesting it's lore. Lorder. Lorder. <laughs> Um, she tries to enjoy the food, but she's obviously freaking the fuck out since she's the only one who has to get awake early to be prepped. Effie's like, PETA doesn't need prepping the way you do, which gets her a little tiffed because she's like, you know, what? I have noticed that all the boys do get to keep their body hair. 
but she's like, none of them get beards, even though a lot of them are the age, like, to get beards. She's like, that's super weird. I wonder if they put something in something to make them stop that. Nair. Arnar. What were you saying? I said nair. I said arnar. Yeah. So welcome. That was the end of the part of the podcast. No, shut up. Okay. She then also gets prissy when her team gets upset that they can't do alterations on her. They're like, oh, you would be so pretty with these alterations. She's like, fuck you. (laughs) If we only chop this off and move this around, you would look good. (laughs) You'd look good. Right now you're fucking ugly. Uh, Where was I? At lunch, people start to notice her sour mood, but she doesn't do anything to change it. And she doesn't really interact. In fact... The train actually stops because of a malfunction, which throws them off by an hour and throws Effie into a big state. Like, Effie's like, oh my god, we're never going to get anywhere. And Katniss, like, goes, nobody cares, Effie. And everyone, even Hamish, is like, damn, oh, bitch. you can't say that to Effie. And she's just, she just fucking leaves the train. She's like, fuck. <laughs> and Effie or? No, Katniss. Okay. She's just surprised to realize how warm it was. And she's like, I wonder how far we've gone. Um, probably. She's like, we've gone so far in a day. And I'm like, it's not a very Choo-choo. fast train yeah. if you've only gone from like Appalachia down south a little bit. Yeah. Unless the agriculture districts in California, which I can't imagine it would be. Yeah. Um, she hears some footsteps. She's like, I don't want to talk right now. And Pita is the one who answers, which surprise her, surprises her because she thought it was Hamish. And he's like... Okay, we can. you don't have to. But he wants to apologize to her. He says he wants to apologize for how he acted on the train before when they stopped talking. And he's sorry that he was just jealous of Gail. And I'm like, fucking growth. Like, yeah. The maturity, we Gail love Gail would never. Yeah. And in fact, doesn't. <laughs> I can Instead, tell you that. war crime bomb. Yeah. No spoilies. Okay. Shut up about the war crime bomb. Gail does worse shit than the war crime bomb, believe it or not. Oh, no. Um, She also apologizes. Like, I'm sorry. And he rejects it. And he's like, don't. Like, you were just trying to keep us alive. And I'm like, oh, my God. Healthy king. He proposes. He's like, we should just be friends. We need to stop that. Like, we need to keep each other alive. We're just friends. And have to kiss for TV and not dying. Yeah. And she's. he's like, what's your fate? Like. Or what does he do? He's like, can you tell me about what's bothering you? And she just, like, doesn't. He's like, you know, all this time, I don't even know your favorite color. You know, just kind of to get her talking. Red, the color of my enemy's blood. (laughs) But no, it's green, actually. And his is orange. Literally, it's green, so. And she's like, okay. I was yawning. And orange and are we good are we good do we need to take a break no i'm good and it's orange and she's like ew gross orange is gross and he's like no no not like orange like not like effie's hair orange like hair hair like the color of the sun okay so here's what's going on everybody (laughs) blue is slowly slowly drinking a little bit more seltzer but the main thing the main thing is she cannot breathe out of her nose (laughs) so we are slowly getting that uh oxygen level lower (laughs) and lower in blue probably not ugh anyways 
they talk about his paintings. She's like, I've never seen your paintings. And he's like, come on, let's go see him. Like, and then they go and she's like, I gotta apologize to Effie first. That's not, that's not talked about at all either. His paintings? No. And actually, I kind of like this. Um, They go to see his paintings and PETA, she's terrified and pissed because PETA has painted the games and they're like fucking beautiful paintings. You know, it's like clove with her knives, the like glimmer mutt dog thing, um, but pretty much all of Katniss. And she goes, I hate them. <laughs> and he says, what? Like, she's like, why would you paint this? Yeah. And he's like, why wouldn't I? I see them every night. Yeah. I'm and, getting it out of my fucking head. Yeah. Well, she goes, she goes, does that help? And he's like, I just, I don't know if they help. But I would rather wake up with a paintbrush in my hand than a knife like Hamish. Yeah. And he goes, do you really hate them? And she goes, I mean, they're beautiful, but yeah, I fucking hate them. Yeah. I'm like, fucking fair, eh? It's like, yeah, they look very good and trigger my PTSD. Yeah, and I fucking hate them. They arrive in District 11 and they get to see, like, the whole district come into view. Lots of open fields with cattle, like wheat, tall fen- like tall fences to keep folks in. Um, watchtowers with armed guards and she can see men, women, and children in the fields. And she just is like, she's like, oh my God, I've never seen this many people. Like this must be a huge district. Yeah. Um, it's time for the program and like their schedule, they have to do like public appearances, speak, um, what are they called? Speeches and then a dinner. And they're pulled out and ushered by peacekeepers, which pisses Effie off. She's like, they're treating us like criminals. That was a pretty good capital accent, yeah. didn't you think? That was pretty good. Yeah. Sounded like Pearl from Steven Universe for a sec. Oh, yeah. Um, they get on the stage, and Peter gives, like, this big speech. Basically, when they give these speeches, they have, like, these note cards um, with their special capital-approved writings on them. What they're allowed to say. Yeah. But then, like, it's also customary for if they had, like, a relationship with the tribute to say a couple of extra special words. Yeah. So Katniss hasn't written anything because she, like, every time she tried to write something about Rue and Thresh, she panicked and freaked out and couldn't. Yeah. So Peta gives the speech, and she's looking around. She sees the family of Rue and Thresh on the podiums. She sees, they're, like, on podiums. They're like, hey, look, this family died. She sees Thresh, Thresh's family, which is just an old woman and a tall girl, very muscular girl. She assumes it's his sister. And then she sees Rue's family, two parents, and five younger siblings. Jesus. Rue's the oldest. Oh, my God. She just notes that, like, they all look exactly like Rue. Mm-hmm. Peter finishes up his speech, and he goes, okay, I have one extra thing. And Katniss is like, Ugh. Peter offers each family one month of their winnings every year for the duration of their life, which is, like, a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And this is really unprecedented. Katniss is like, is this even allowed? But she's also like, oh my god, what does this mean about President Snow's warning? And she's also kind of in the back of her head like, wow, Peta's really awesome for doing this. Yeah. Just realized my mic was really far away. But she's Cause, getting... Because he said it. He said it. He has to do it now. Yeah. And she's getting like a serious stare down from one of Rue's sisters. And she's like, what the fuck? And she realizes that it might be because she hasn't said anything about Rue and Thresh. Yeah. And that's like a total dick move of her. So just as they're getting moved on to the next like thing, she stops and she's like, I want to give my thanks to Thresh and Rue 
for their lives. She's like tearing up. She's like, I also want to thank you all in the district for the bread. And then someone whistles Rue's notes, her three notes. And then another old man makes her district three-fingered salute. And the square erupts into fucking chaos. She realizes that this might be what Snow points at as an uprising or revolution. And as she's pushed into the doorway, she realizes she forgot her flowers on stage. So she turns and pushes past the peacekeepers to go get them. And just as she does, she sees the peacekeepers putting a bullet through the man's head. Noise. Yeah. So, that's pretty serious. I, I wish your cup was louder Shut sometimes. Shut the fuck up about my cup. I swear to God, you're like, don't drink water or do anything while I do this. <laughs> you shut up. Get, we have quieter cups. But not the ones that I like. Oh, okay. I don't like the silicone straws. Nope. I, we don't have any other containers that wouldn't, wouldn't make any noise. They're yeah. all going to make noise. We can get you a sippy cup. So I can go. <laughs> That's how sippy cups go. They go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Chapter five. This is going to be a long one because I want to get through seven chapters. Um, absolute panic. The peace cup. Peace cuppers. Peace Peacekeepers. <laughs> they, they have little cups of peace little for peace you. Cuppers. Peacekeepers are pushing them around. Their team is very stressed and they hear two more bullets being fired. Hamish grabs them and he's like, come with me. And he takes them all around the building and up into the attic and asks what happened. And Katniss is like, how the fuck does he know his way around here? He's only been here once. But they give the lowdown of what happened and Peter is very confused. And so Hamish goes, you have to tell him. And Hamish explains, or Katniss explains everything to Peter, which pisses Peter off. And you have to stop doing that right now. Are you done? I'm not doing nothing. Okay, so Peter is pissed. <laughs> we can't just put that in the podcast. Yeah, we can. Peter's pissed. Um, pissed that they kept secrets. He's like, it has to stop. He's like, you guys think I'm too weak or inconsequential for knowing them. And they're like, no, that's not it. No, no way. No, they're and but like they're like actually like, no, that's actually not it. And he's like, no, it's fucked up. Like you guys need to tell me. I have friends and family who are at risk now. Yeah. And I just fucked everything up. And Hamish like, is like, no, the reason we don't tell you things is like mostly because you're already so good at being in front of the cameras. And Peter's like, well, awesome. Now I guarantee that Rue and Thresh's families are both going to die because of what I've just did. Because yeah. you guys didn't tell me. Yeah. And Peter's like, you guys need to start telling me everything now. Because even back in the Capitol, even in the arena, you had your own little way to... He's fucking pissed. Yeah. He's As like, he should be. Uh, rightfully so. He's like, you guys had your own little way to communicate, and it wasn't like I got anything since, like, Hamish was keeping you alive, Katniss, which is what I wanted, but please just keep me in the loop. And he leaves, and Katniss and Hamish are just kind of sitting there, and she's like, did yeah. you choose me? And he's like, yeah. Like, he's like, like I had to. Yeah. Like, I had to choose one of you, and my reasoning is that Peter was determined to protect you, so between the three of us, all working to protect you... I thought I could get you home. Yeah. Which I'm like, just kind of sweet. I feel like that's never discussed in the movies. No. Um, she feels like she learned a lot that day, but everybody's just really self-involved. So like when they get to leave, Effie's like, finally, she's like, as we all know, I'm big on architectural design and um, it's kind of quiet. And then 
um, PETA's stylist, Portia goes, Ah, oh, yes, I've heard that. <laughs> um, but she's like, I was going around the building to see if I could, you know, ask shit about the architecture. I don't know. And one of the peacekeepers poked me with a gun. And, you know, so Effie's even recognizing some shit's up. Yeah. Pete and her get a moment to talk and kind of like let loose a little bit. And Peta's like, was that the only time you kissed Gail? <laughs> And she's shocked. She's like, that's what you have a question about, really? Yeah. But What are you, straight weirdo? <laughs> nerd. And then we kind of just go through like a montage, a blur of everything um, through the whole victory tour. The dresses, the speeches, the crowd, everything like that. And not only that, at this point in time, her and Peter are getting a lot closer as friends. It's not romantic, for her at least. I don't know what Peter's feelings are. Yeah. But... He has started to recognize because she'll she wakes up and she fucking screams from her nightmares. And he has started sleeping in her bed with her in a not romantic. You know they're just like sitting there. Two buds sleeping in a big bed. Well, she between the stress of the capital and like everything in her life, she stopped eating. She started losing weight. Sleeping pills weren't even working. Yeah. So he like kind of came in one day and his presence helped her. Sleep, but it's becoming, like, big gossip around the train. But finally, they make it to a capital. Whoa. And I lost my place. Oh. I have a new drinking game for this show. Shut up. I know exactly what you shut the fuck up. Um, and Katniss suggests a marriage proposal in front of the crowd, which Peter begrudgingly agrees to. And he's, she's like, I thought he wanted it to Hamish. And he's like... Oh, uh, yeah, he kind of wanted it to be real. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking... She's like, why isn't he I happy? She, I thought he wanted to get fake married to me. Why doesn't he like that? But they do this proposal in front of Cesar Flickerman. And President Snow makes a surprise visit... Visit... visit oh, my God. <laughs> visit on stage and gives his congratulations. And she stares into his eyes after they hug, basically asking, did I do it? And the president gives one small, almost imperceptible shake of his head. As no or yes? No. What? Shake. Oh, okay. Nod. Shake. You really stumbled through shake, so I didn't know I if did you... I did not. I've stumbled through the other half of this podcast, <laughs> but that I didn't. All right. Mm, one more chapter, at least. One more? Or yeah. do you want to put it at, at the shake nod? Are you getting into the shake nod? No, I like this next bit. Shut the fuck up, Justin. <laughs> Or yes or no? Shake nod? <laughs> this oh. means no. You guys can't see us. They can't see us. Yeah. This isn't funny. We're super sick. No, we're not sick anymore. We just have COVID brain. Chapter six. Whoa, is Katniss. But she's kind of like, that sucks. But she's like, at least I'm done playing his fucking game. Like, I can go home. I can get everybody ready to go. And we'll just fucking run. I got to get Peta, Hamish, the G- Gail's family. We're going to go. Yeah. And she has a lot more confidence now that she has the plan. President Snow and her have a good giggle on air. But then it's party time and everything's insane. The food's plentiful and like it's crazy. And Pete is very confused about her sudden mood change, but supports her. And she's like, I want to take a bite of each thing on. There's like, <clears throat> like 40 fucking tables full of like 100 dishes each. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking food. She's like, I want a bite of everything. And they get through like 20 tables before they're like, I am going to throw the fuck up. Yeah. But 
And they were like, do it. Yeah. Well, she meets a bunch of Capital Folk, all who are wearing her Mockingjay in one way or another. And this kind of makes her laugh because she's like, this must be pissing President Snow off so fucking bad. Yeah. Finally, she feels, like I said, stuffed. And they haven't even eaten a quarter of the food when her prep team is like, eat this tiny little glass will help. And Pita starts, they're like, no, not here. It's for the bathroom. Which insinuates that it is to make them sick so that they can keep eating. Oh, yeah, Which dog. actually pisses Peta off a lot more than Katniss right, right off the bat. Peta's at his wit's end. He's like, sometimes you can think, like, it's not so bad here, but oh, my God. He's like, all I can think about is people starving in the district. Like, how it's crazy that, like, they're rich. Like, now that we're rich, we're fine. And she thinks about Gail's family, who has to eat better than 90% of the people in their district. But one at a time, one of the kids had a cough, and they opened a can of corn syrup, and everybody was like, oh my god, it's such a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Like, and they, again, eat better than everybody in the district. Yeah. So, Peter goes kind of men- mental, and he's like, maybe we were wrong to try to subdue things in the capital. And Katniss is like, ugh! What? Bro, you can't say that! But nobody heard. So she's like, save it for the districts. Um, they're in- interrupted by Portia, who introduces the new head gamer as Pluchart, Pluchart Heavensby. <laughs> He's the head gamer. <laughs> who asks Katniss for a dance. They chit chat and he jokes about the punch. She's like, what the fuck are you joking about? But then she realizes that he's the game maker that fell into the punch bowl when she shot the arrow at the pig Uh-oh. last year. And then they talk about the game a little bit more. And he's like, oh, I have a meeting tonight at midnight. And he, like, shows her his fancy watch. And a Mockingjay comes on and disappears. She's like, that was fucking weird. Yeah. But, like, she's like gets, like, a really strange feeling about this interaction. But she doesn't process it at all and kind of throws it away, honestly. That's kind of how she's been for... Ever? Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the books. Yeah. They leave. And when she wakes up with Peta, who she says didn't ha- He's like, I didn't have any nightmares last night. She's like... He's like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And she's like, I did have a dream where I followed a Mockingjay who was Rue through the woods. But he's like, you slept like you were happy. She goes, why do you never have any nightmares to PETA? He's like, oh, most of the time I just wake up completely paralyzed in terror. And there's no need to wake you up most of the time as they're pretty much about losing you. So once I see you, I'm like fucking good. And she's like, fuck, he says all these really sweet things fucking things all the time and like these comments that like make it clear how he feels about me and she's like i'm just fucking using him um let's talk about what just happened behind the scenes what did you spill a shit ton of water (laughs) you silly billy you silly billy boy oh hell yeah guys i'm bringing some good good shirtless energy to this podcast now you gotta cut all the times i go i hock a loogie Please. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not editing this one. I'm really not. <laughs> um, they arrive in District 12 where there's going to be a big dinner at the mayor's and then a harvest festival and like a wrap. And she's really excited because the capital's growing this party, which means the district is going to have full bellies, which is really nice for her. And she's glad to be at the mayor's because her and Madge, like I said earlier, are friends. And Madge is the one who gave her the pin and she they can just vibe like they don't have to do anything too crazy. Yeah. And Madge doesn't have, like, a lot of things to do in her life, too, just like Katniss does now. Um, Because her mom has, like, these terrible headaches and her dad is mayor. 
But Katniss is dressed up looking for Madge when she sticks her head into the mayor's study to say hi. But he's not there. But the TV's on and she sees some dumb shit about her and PETA. And then out of nowhere, like, a beeping starts and the words, like, update on District 8 show up. Yeah. And she, like, she's like, okay, I'll stay for a second. And it's a woman she's never seen before who goes, all textile production has ceased. Additional forces have been sent to District 8. And then they cut to a video of them, of people rioting in the square. And Katniss freaks because this must be what the president calls an uprising. That's it. We're good. That's that's the whole book, actually. Damn, okay. Finished series. What do you think? Dunno mode. Yeah? Yeah. What do you feel? Um, that's a lot of book. Yeah? Yeah. Wanna tell me about it? How'd you feel? Um Give me more emotions. Do we need an emotion chart? Yeah, can we get an emotion wheel out? <coughs> <coughs> yeah. My emotion is my back hurts now because I coughed. <laughs> and that's <laughs> okay. what my emotion is. Um Oof. Yeah, I hate Gail. I think Pete is a sweet dude. Who's your Who's your Edward? Who's your Jacob? Mm, I think Gail is Jacob. Yeah. And Peta is Edward. Mm-hmm. But Edward, after the second and third, after the third book, when he's like, "I just want you to be happy," yeah. and he stops being such a fucking asshole yeah. because Peta is not an asshole. Yeah. Gail is. I mm-hmm. hate Gail. <laughs> Let me make this fucking clear. How do you feel about Gail? I hate Gail. If you had to tell me how you felt about I Gail, hate him. I hate Gail. um got anything to say um my wife is putting out some amazing tiktoks lately Uh, what am i doing um you should definitely follow us on tiktok at reading held hostage Mm -hmm. a lot of our cats mostly of our cats they're super cute and i'm finally using our cats for clout yeah um I think our next bonus episode is going to be on Running Out of Time um, by a woman whose name I can't remember. Is that a series? No, it's just the one book. Okay, guys. So I'm actually excited for this book. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. I'll do it a lot. I was going to like say I'll do it eventually, but... No, it's 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 definitely a, a banger. Did you read it? No, no. You I, just I, remember your brother reading yeah, it when you were young? Like a, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I have to. I was gonna say I don't know when I'll be able to do it because I have to go to the library to get the book, and I fucking hate going to a library. I hate going anywhere. Yeah. But going to a library and having to talk to somebody to ask where the book is because I don't want to look. Because they decided nonfiction and fiction switching that up would be really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Um, there's a reason I reread my comfort books. Anyways, if it, here's the here's the trick for if you're in, uh, to know which one you're in. If you see Nazis anywhere, you're in the Nazi the the the, the fact life. side, the real the real area. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say I can't find it on like the online library, so I have to physically go get a book copy. Yeah. I can't even find it online illegally. Hell yeah! Um, not that I was doing that. Yeah. You should always uh, written your books from a library and never. You should though. Illegals. Actually, if uh, we haven't spoken about it in a while, and we're not sponsored or anything, but. I use the app Libby to do my library stuff to get the online books um, and ebooks. No, those are the same ebooks and audiobooks. Yeah, but most areas have an online library. Uh, yeah, I think it's OneDrive at your library. And Libby is something you can use on your phone. Um, and then Hoopla is also one that I use through my yeah. library. Um, it's all I, really good. 
I just realized we haven't lived anywhere without, like, a really good library. I refuse to. Yeah. We need this. I have a good chunk of library cards. Oh, yeah? Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Give us a review, please. Um, On Spotify, it's super easy. It's right under the E. Follow button right under the description. You just press five stars or zero, which either or, but not in the middle. But we have... um, 15 yeah ton of listeners yeah oh yeah our listeners we didn't hit our 25 by the end of the year that we really wanted but we hit 15 which i think is still really really good again we're such a little niche that it doesn't surprise me that we're moving slow but i'm so i still have so so much fun yeah um we hit 429 plays today um not to brag or anything but we're making fucking bank how much do you think we made uh about two cents baby a dollar 24 oh yeah (laughs) so we're really just having fun making this and luckily like justin already had went crazy with buying all this stuff so our overhead is completely negative but it doesn't matter (laughs) so thank you guys for listening if you leave us a review thank you so much um I'll give you a little kiss on your little forehead. And if you don't want that, like I also don't, as his wife, um, (laughs) we'll just leave you alone and say thanks. So there's that. And a little kiss on your forehead. Thank you guys so much for listening to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue and I love to read. And my name's Justin and that was a grocery (laughs) list.